Welcome to another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, a business strategist, a real estate investor, a speaker, and also a best-selling author. Every single day, I have the opportunity to help others unlock the potential and guide them to succeed. More often than not, I see people not taking action, not becoming to their potential because of a missing link. Whether it's a podcast, a strategy, a connection, a perception, a story, whatever it is that helps them get over that hump. And that's why I have this show so that every single week when you tune in, you get that nugget of, of knowledge, of strategy, of connections, so that you are able to unlock your potential, maintain that level of success, and find that peak potential and achieve things you never even dreamed of. Today, I have an amazing guest. He's somebody I met a few years ago at a conference where he spoke, and once he spoke, he really spoke to me because he was captivating, he was engaging, he had amazing tips on leadership and speaking. He is a writer, a speaker, he speaks all over the world. He goes internationally and speaks to different cultures, different stages, to a lot of people at one time. He's a consultant for uh, team leadership and also marketing. He is a former president of the Toastmasters International Group, and he is the author of the book, Secrets to Becoming an Effective Public Speaker. So please welcome Mr. Jim Kokaki. Thank you, Fong. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, it's amazing having you here, and thank you for taking the time for being on my show. <clears throat> now, for people who don't really know who you are and what you do, uh, wh what are you doing now, and how did you become who you are uh, doing what you are doing now? Oh, boy, that can be a long story. <laughs> well, you know, I started uh, my original career back in 1981. I was a computer programmer, a COBOL programmer. And I was good at that job, and I got involved in Toastmasters because I was shy and awkward, and that uh, helped me develop my speaking skills, my leadership skills, and that led me into a sales position for four years, and then ultimately to marketing. So these days I do some consulting and marketing. I retired from uh, Bell Mobility some years ago, so I do the consulting work. I do some writing. I do some speaking. I'll do some coaching with some folks on a more of an informal basis. Uh, so that's uh, Pretty well where I'm at these days. Well, so you, as a, as a former Toastmasters International President, you've been all over the world. So you speak on all different stages in front of a lot of people at one time. Uh, how's that experience like speaking on the world stage and being able to engage with different audiences of different cultures? Yeah, I read a bit about this in the book about preparing for large audiences and, you know, whatever the group is, I, I I like to arrive early and check out the room and walk the stage and check out the microphone to get familiar with the room because the biggest audience I've spoken for is 3,000 people. And, and you can know you're going to face 3,000 people, but you don't want the first time you were on that stage to be when it, it's, it's fully seated. So one of the ways I like to prepare is uh, get to a place early, walk it, understand it, feel it, uh, make it, make it my own. So it's one tip I'd offer anybody when they're, speaking it's like know your room get there early don't be surprised <laughs> if you find out there's a microphone and if there's a microphone use it uh, and relating to different cultures i, I usually make a few uh, attempts to say something in the foreign language uh, so um, you know you, you, it's it's important to try to connect with people so another benefit to arriving early is to meet with people and say hello and be accessible meet some friendly faces and find some people who smile back at you when you look at them from the stage so how many how many different languages even though it's one word can you say <laughs> well I, I don't know i don't count that i'm a little obsessive when i start counting things but i guess probably 10 or so oh wow 
That's, that's, that's very impressive. Now, if you're able to do that, that means you face a lot of different challenges too, right? Challenges, for instance, like maybe pronouncing the wrong word or learning a different language, going out there engaging people or getting, even facing negative feedback. How do you face those challenges and overcome those challenges? That's a great question. Well, you know, of course, it depends what the challenge is, but you've made me remember there's been a couple of situations where I've been had to present to people and, uh, and the audience was physically present, but not mentally present. And I'll give you an example. One was before a business meeting where they were going to face a very contentious issue. And I stood before the group and I started doing my presentation and I could just see, you know, they were preoccupied with what happened when I was finished my speech and they had to confront that issue. Uh, so so the, the key thing is you still need to do the job. You need to deliver. And so I just focused on doing the best job I can, understanding that they weren't responsive, not getting much feedback from an audience. And uh, you just need to focus and deliver on the job. But sometimes an audience will not be responsive. Right. So when, when you face these challenges, you're able to overcome them. It really it really separates you as to what a very effective leader is because leaders really go out there and overcome challenges, face adversity, and just uh, just succeeds regardless of what comes on. Now, as a leader, would you say that speaking is very important? Because I know there's a lot of people who goes, you know what, I'm a leader, but I lead by example. So I'll do it, <laughs> and then people will follow, my, follow what I do, and they don't like speaking. However, I believe speaking is very important, and for a speaker yourself, how important or how much of a better leader are you when you're able to speak and engage? It makes a massive dis difference. And you might remember, I, I ran a, a demonstration in the, when I was at your, the conference that we met at, and I write about this in the, in the book. You know, we need to, need to understand, uh, to, people need to understand what the goals are, what the progress are, what the behaviors are required to make you successful and to be acknowledged uh, of that. And sometimes leaders think, oh, I told them once, they know they're smart people. But that's not the case. People are busy these days. They're distracted. We, we can't rely on telling them once what needs to take place. So it's really important to be effective as a, as a leader to say, look, here's the goals we've chosen, and here's why they're important, and here's what, what we've deferred. Uh, 2020 is a particular time when we want to defer some challenging goals, mm -hmm. and to recognize progress and to tell people what are the behaviors that will make them successful in the long term. You want to, you, know, you, you want to recognize people, but not just because they're, they're good employees. You need to recognize the acts they're doing that will make you successful. So, um, you know, uh, you might be having trouble with sales, but you want to acknowledge that the sales team has set up five appointments in the next month with some important, some important contacts to, that could result in revenue. So it's really important to repeat and to be clear and to remind people, these are the goals, here's the progress, here's behaviors that'll make us successful, here's where we go next. Right, now you're a person who's gone all over the world to speak, you're, you were also a person who's a salesperson, a marketer, uh, you're a consultant as well back, um, back years ago. Would you say that building strong relationships has allowed you to achieve all those goals and all those, all those successes a lot easier? Yeah, I mean, relationships are key and coaching's key, mentoring's key. You know, some of those times we don't even realize you're being coached or mentored, but uh, I've had to rely on folks uh, over the years and it's a, it's a delight to do so, to look for feedback and get some suggestions on how I can improve my performance. Uh, so yeah, relationships are key. We need people we can trust and rely upon to 
support us when we need support to take on a task that we know will get completed. Uh, so yeah, it's absolutely key. What would you say is the three main things that one has to focus on when it comes to building relationships? On relationships? Mm, well, I think it's, 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 recognizing I'm, I'm obsessive about keeping little notepads in my pocket it's 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 recognizing people who made a contribution and keeping keeping track of that it's acknowledging in some way um and um being a reciprocal uh, participant in 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 building those relationships so uh, i like to send notes that i know of interest to uh, people i've got a friend who's involved in the uh, public relations business and i like to if i find something of interest i like to ship it to him and, uh, just as a way to keep the relationship strong. Great, um, very good tip, tip, sending things to people so that they, they know who you are and see that you're adding value to them all the time. And we remember what's important to them. Yeah, now I'm working with somebody who is, who is very, very shy on like speaking. He doesn't want to be the face. He doesn't want to do videos. He doesn't want to be talking. And th therefore he goes, you know what? I'm still an entrepreneur. I want to jump into doing online sales. Uh, and, and therefore I don't have to be in front of everybody. And then my biggest comment on that was, well, think about it. You have to talk to warehouses. You have to talk to trades. You have to talk to all these other people. You still need to speak. So most people think that in order to be a public speaker or be able to speak, you need to speak to large audiences. They start to not think about the one-on-one -on -one conversations and uh, the, the smaller groups conversation. What do you say to people who are just still very, very shy, but they want to they wanna go out there and do something? How do they overcome that shyness of becoming a speaker or effective communicator? Well, they, they need to they need to accept that public speaking in, in that fashion it's, it's it's a skill, and skills need practice. So this is a, this is a model that I take people through all the time. It's like, look, uh, the best athletes in the world practice basic skills. The best golfers practice putting short, and long. They practice driving the ball. LeBron James practices free throws and dribbling. The best athletes in the world practice basic skills. Public speaking is a skill. Leadership's a skill. So if you want to be strong, you need to you need a the you need some knowledge. And knowledge can come from a thousand places, but knowledge alone does not make you a strong public speaker. You need a place to practice. You need to be in a position where you're consistently doing one-on-ones, one-to-many's, uh, choosing a topic, planning it, delivering it realizing it didn't go exactly like planned, but it was still good. And you need some feedback. You need some people to say, look, here's some, some of your strengths. Here's some things you might want to dial up. Some you might want to dial down or find another approach. So I'd encourage anybody who wants to be strong enough to realize that whatever you're embarking upon, it's a skill and skills need practice. You need some knowledge and you need some feedback if you want to get really strong at it. Very, very good advice there. Now, when you right before you walk up on that world stage in front of three thousand people, and right in right before you walk into a boardroom before you do a, a sales uh, presentation, do you still get nervous? And if you do, do you have a a song that you listen listen to, or a quick little chant that you tell yourself, or a quick little gesture to to really just pump yourself up, ready to go? And you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to knock this down. Yeah, well, actually, that's not my style, not to rely on a song. I'm a big music fan, but my, and I do get nervous, but for me, it takes me longer to get nervous. If, if I was doing a big presentation years ago, a week before I would be nervous. Now I don't get nervous until a day before, maybe even an hour before, but that nervousness is important because that nervousness says, I care. I want to do well. I want to represent my company well. I want to represent myself well. 
So what I do, as I mentioned earlier, is I, I like to arrive early. If I can, uh, check out that boardroom. If there's an opportunity, check out this stage, see if there's a microphone. And uh, I'll do more visioning, thinking about uh, you know, how it's going to go, and a brief mental rehearsal of, uh, of what I'm going to go, go over. So if I've got a 45-minute presentation, I've got a 60-second version of that. And I'll play through that 60-second version. And then when I get on the stage, I'm ready to roll into the 45-minute version. So something you mentioned about vision. You're envisioning mm. the presentation. You're envisioning what's going to happen, what's going to be the results. Mm. Would you say there's some truth behind the saying, dreams don't come true, visions do? Dreams don't come through, visions do. Yes, because that reminds me of another quote. I hope I can remember it. It's, uh, it's um, dreams... A goal without action is but a dream. Action without vision just spends the time. Vision with action can change the world. So yeah, I agree with your point, and I think that quote, I think I got it right, supports that. <laughs> now, when it comes to leadership, there's a lot of people who think, once they hear leadership, it's like, okay, I'm leading people, I'm, I'm delegating, I'm encouraging people, I'm motivating people, I'm speaking. But what they don't really think about or relate to is giving back to the community, working with, with people in, in volunteer and helping out the, the people who are in need. Now, you're a person who's very engaged with the community and very engaged with volunteer work. Uh, would you like to speak a little bit about your current volunteer uh, ventures and also the importance about giving back to the community? Sure, absolutely. So I'm board chair and president of a group called L'Arche here in St. John, New Brunswick. L'Arche is an international organization in about 40 countries, and we do work with people with intellectual disabilities. And the key concept around L'Arche is being with, it's supporting, and it's focusing on abilities and not disabilities. So I got involved because a friend invited me to get involved with the board. He left the board, and I became board chair. It's important because, for a few reasons, and I'll say one of the reasons is selfish. Like we, I mentioned that leadership's a skill. Skills need practice. Working in large gives me another opportunity to practice the skills with a new group of people, the new board of directors, with a unique group of personalities, and, and work to define goals, prioritize, and work to achieve them. So. I'm developing my skills by serving the community and by serving L'Arche. And of course, we need to find some things that we've got some passion for. So uh, I had an aunt with an intellectual disability who passed away about 20 years ago. Uh, so I've got uh, sensitivity to how they're quickly perceived as different, as different and we don't uh, focus on what makes us the same as human beings. Mm -hmm. Now, as a leader, you speak to a lot of people and there's a lot of situations where sometimes you can't control what happens in the audience. You can't control uh, the environment. Sometimes something flies by or somebody coughs, somebody says something. How do you stay focused? And how do you, like, for instance, you might be thrown off on, on where your speech is or where your presentation is. During that period of time, how do you mend, mend over that? How do you go, you know what? I could, I could ad-lib a little, I could improv a little, and still be able to get back to, to what I was talking about. Yeah, well, it's a, what I, the approach that I've developed that I use personally is, uh, I saw a phrase somewhere about having your speech in your bones. And I mentioned that if I've got a 45-minute presentation, I've got a 60-second version of it, I've got a two-minute version of it, or I could explain it in five minutes. That's in my bones. I know the structure. I know the approach. And the words will be different every time when I deliver the presentation. Lots of similarity, but it'll be different because it's not 
it's not memorized. It's not, not uh, I'm not going to, it's not drama. It's a, it's a interaction with the audience. So I think that's the key. That's what I like to see from a speaker and that's how I approach it. So if something happens, uh, I might need a reminder about what we were talking about last recently, if it's a big disruption and come back to it, but it's in my bones. I know my plan. I know my structure and I do take a cheat sheet, just a one pager of uh, those key points in case it gets really bad. But yeah, it's, a, it's I, I like a structure to know what I'm going to speak about, but not precisely what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Now, with everything that's kind of on lockdown here, people are at home, what have you found the, the biggest difference between doing talking like speeches and communications one-on-one -on -one with people face-to-face -face versus on like this medium where you're on Zoom calls? Like what's the biggest difference there and how do you, um, how do you find doing this effectively? Well, it's the best option we've got this time, isn't it? So to, I love being in front of a live audience. I love, looking and making eye contact and it's amazing if, if even if you make eye contact with a region of the room there will be people who come and say you looked right at me when you said this sentence and, and, and that probably is not the case but that's what they perceive it's just they've, they've got that feeling but it's important to, to read the audience i want to see people nodding smiling if they're doing this well that tells me i better double back and rephrase that just test for comprehension uh, see if there's any questions at that moment and of course that's much more difficult to do on a product like, like uh, a video conferencing product you can see some people but not all of them so that's the biggest difference I find it's it's a, it's a, the ability to see feel get a sense for the room and it's also I guess the excitement of a, of a, of a live presentation Right. Now, I, I can't wait to be up on stage and speaking with thousands again because that is an amazing feeling. And uh, depending on how, how things go on here, maybe we'll, we'll see that very soon or in a, in a few months we'll see. But it's going to be a it's going to be a some time. It's going to be some change as well. <clears throat> now, with regards to uh, you have you've been on the world stage already, but I'm going to give you the opportunity again and go, OK, you have the next few minutes here to tell a certain message that you want to spread to everybody in the world. What message would be, that be right now? Well, I'd focus back to look, determine what, what skill you want to acquire. What do you want to achieve in life? What are the skills you're going to need? And recognize that that skill um, will require you to have some knowledge. So study. Uh, study up on that, that skill you want to be proficient at. But because it's a skill, recognize that it's going to require practice. And so you need to put yourself in a situation where you're going to uh, practice a skill and get some feedback. So one of the one of the big influences on my life has been Toastmasters, where they'll provide some knowledge about speaking and leadership, give me a place to practice on a regular basis, give me people who give me perspective and feedback. So that's the key thing I'd uh, I'd encourage people to think about: to determine what skill you want to develop, figure out how you're going to acquire some knowledge, how you're going to find a place to practice it on a regular basis, and who can give you meaningful performance feedback so you can improve your performance. Yeah. Great, great three steps for, for people to think about. Decision, take action, surround yourself with good, good people, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, uh, before I let you go, I have some quick five questions for you just to give me the first answer that comes to mind uh, for people to get to know you and have a little more, more fun here. All right. So first question is, if you had the opportunity to do some extreme activity, what extreme activity would that be? This is like bungee jumping whatever like what's the first thing that you would do as extreme well i go back one of the one of the videos i use in some of my presentations shows me jumping off the 850 foot 
Stratosphere Tower in Las Vegas. I'd go back and do that. Awesome. Nice. Now, you, you know how important uh, capturing the moment is? So you're going to be jumping down that, that Stratosphere again, but you, have, you, could, you could bring one item with you to hold. <laughs> what would that item be so that it's a perfect photo op? Perfect photo op. Oh, let's see. I would bring my. Oh, you have to edit it. <laughs> what would I want to bring for the perfect photo op? I bring a guitar. I love to play guitar, so I bring a guitar. That would be an awesome photo op because he was like <laughs> singing and he's jumping down at the same time. You'll get lots of you get lots of feedback on that. <laughs> on top of that, if not jumping and singing, then we'll probably get you to sing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other question is, if you get to spend one day with anybody you want to spend with, who would that be? Dead or alive? Uh, alive. Yeah, who would that be? <laughs> well, it's uh, lots of good choices, but I, I think I'm particularly in this time of uh, social isolation. I've got family in Nova Scotia. I live in New Brunswick. I'd love to spend time with my mom and my sister. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Great. Now, um, if you were a superhero, what would your your superhero name be? My superhero name? Oh, let's see. Um, I'll go with Bat Leader. I, <laughs> I don't have much of a don't have much of imagination for that. But I loved I loved Batman as a kid. I liked Batman because Superman had all these amazing superpowers, but Batman was almost a, an every every man. Well, you, you spoke my language because I'm a huge Batman fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, I have this segment called What is Success Like? But before you answer that question, I have five random items on these cards. Pick one card. One to five. Four. One, two, three, four. So how is success like a submarine? How is success like a submarine? Oh, that's easy because it's... People will notice the, the submarines, uh, what we call it, is floats above the water. They won't see all the hard work and all the effort and all the energy that goes on underneath. So that's success is like that. People see the superficial part of it, but they don't see the work. They don't see the knowledge acquisition. They don't see the practice. They don't see the feedback. They don't see the struggles, the failures. Success is like a submarine in that manner. Very well said. So thank you very much for that. If people want to get in touch with you for your services and for your, your, your guidance, what's the best way to get in contact with you? The best way to get in contact with me is that at this point, I'm working on a website, but search out my book on Amazon, Amazon and my last name, K-O-K-O-C-K-I. You can find the book, my author page and some contact details there. Great. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for being on the show, your time and your wisdom. It's always great talking to very successful people. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Fung. Awesome. For everybody else, today is the day to unlock your peak potential. My name is Fung Chua. I'll see you next time. Great.